Hey guys, welcome to A Simply Intentional Life. I'm your host, Rachel Olstead, a Mama 3 life coach for high achieving women, moms, and entrepreneurs, and a lover of organization, intentional living, and simplicity. In our world today, I think we're all a little or a lot more overwhelmed, overcommitted, overstimulated than we want to be. And everywhere we look, there's just so much stuff. I deeply know and believe that less really is more. And this podcast is for those of you who deeply desire a more simplified, organized, meaningful, and intentional life. And for those of you who are desperately craving less mental, emotional, and physical clutter in every area of your home and life. On this podcast, we'll cover a variety of topics, including business, motherhood, health, relationships, decluttering, finances, faith, spirituality, mental health, home life, marriage, and honestly, everything in between, all with the purpose of helping you live with less, cut down on overwhelm and stress, and create more time, energy, and space to actually live your life on purpose with intention and true joy. I really do believe that life is messy, but that we are not hot mess moms. I also believe that life can be hard, but that the constant struggle is not required. I believe that we were meant to thrive and not just survive. And that is the heart behind the show. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's dive in. Hey, Katie. So great to have you on the podcast today. And likewise. (laughs) I love it. We are recording this as kind of a a joint endeavor because we thought that this conversation be really, really valuable for not only my audience, but also for Katie's because we're going to talk all things money, all things simplicity. And we just want to make sure that we had just an open, honest conversation. We're going to probably talk about a lot of different things. We're just going to see where the wind takes us today. It's all going to be super valuable, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this chat today. Yeah. And I, you know, just from that intro alone, like permission to make things easy, <laughs> we were both just, we could probably just have one conversation and both use it. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I love it. In the making. I love it. Yeah. It's such a value of both of ours. And I think there's a craving for simplicity for probably all our listeners. And honestly, sometimes I like to say like everyone on earth, I think craves at some level simplicity. And so we're just walking the walk today and not making more work for ourselves or our podcast managers or you guys too, right? You can find it on both platforms as well. Before we totally get started, Katie, do you just want to share a little bit about you and what you do? And then I'll do the same. Absolutely. So my name is Katie Almstrom. I've been a financial coach and money mentor for women for over four years now. And prior to that was a high school teacher, coach, mama of two. And today I am really focusing on the work I do with entrepreneurs. And a huge piece of that, like Rachel said, is simplicity. It's also removing overwhelm. And I had a really interesting conversation with one of my clients this morning about how abundance and flow can quickly turn into overwhelm. 
how money is the lifeblood of your business. And if you don't have your finger really on the pulse of things, no matter what that abundance <laughs> can grow, like grows to, it can feel so over like overwhelming truly if you don't have some disciplines in place. And so I really like to help entrepreneurs find that balance of flow and ease with some disciplines and that stewardship that really allows us to feel like CEOs in our business. So that's my focus. A lot of it stems from the work I've done just around simplicity and clarity and ease and taking that really mindful action uh, with your money. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. There, I already wrote down so many things that I want to like circle back on. But for the sake of time, to I will just quick introduce myself to my people if they're new or your people on in your audience as well. I'm Rachel Olstead. I kind of have a blend of of titles really calling myself a home organizer, a decluttering expert and life coach as well. I have been in the coaching space for several years now, officially three years, but I kind of like to say kind of like Katie as well, like in the teaching space coming from being a high school teacher and really just just being in this like leadership role, I kind of feel like I've been coaching forever. It's just my tools are and skills and methods are a lot more simplified at this point and really laser focused. But I really help women, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, or stay at home moms, working moms, mostly women and moms that I work with, really remove both the physical clutter and the mental clutter from their lives because they do go hand in hand. And I also help people in person or virtually actually declutter and organize their homes. And we do end up focusing on simplifying truly every aspect of their lives as well. I think it's just kind of like the low hanging fruit and and what feels most tangible to people is to start with what they can actually see and feel and, and that includes their homes. But I'm sure, you know, in the work that you do, Katie, too, there's so much of the internal component, so much of the mindset piece that goes into it. And yeah, I just am truly obsessed with simplifying things and helping women do the same. And so I, yeah, I think this conversation is going to be, is going to be so fun. So I guess with that, I would love to know, Katie, kind of for you to share, especially now that you've really kind of owned the fact that you are working mostly, if not exclusively with entrepreneurs, like I would love to hear kind of how, what your original intention was like getting into this space of helping women, helping entrepreneurs, like work with their money and simplify their money. I would love to hear that because I think especially with women specifically, like this could be a whole nother podcast. We've had, there's been like generation and generation and generation of like shame and guilt and overwhelm and just lack of power and control around Mm -hmm. the topic of money. Right. And I think that that like weaves its way into the little crevices of our brains and lives when it comes to money. So I would love to know 
kind of what, what prompted you to get started in this space? So I, it's so interesting too, because a lot of the fallout, I will say of COVID and my business resulted in this ultimately like what I'm doing now. And prior to, so the first sort of half of my business, the first couple of years, I was working exclusively with local clients. I was doing a lot of outreach and workshops and classes, right? I was sort of tying my teaching, my love of teaching and my love of sort of that one-on-one interaction. Um, And it, it was really, it was really great because I was you know, in the community, I was face-to-face with people and I really loved it, but the shift that happened with COVID and the shift online and just the empowerment of women starting their businesses, running businesses, lifting each other up, really working to support each other. Like that ignited something in me (laughs) where I just was so attracted to that energy working alongside women And I just felt more and more strongly that I didn't want to just sort of come into someone's life and help them fix it. I wanted to come alongside someone essentially is kind of how I see it and really be like a guide, really be a mentor. And like my clients, my entrepreneur clients are so, they're so like, they're already empowered. They're already focus on what they want. They just know that they're lacking the skill set. They know that there's there's something that needs shifting and they want that support to do that. They believe in coaching. They believe in growth. And that just fires me up. Like I can talk to women and work with them on that, on that kind of work in their business, right? All day long. And that's what I was looking for. I was getting burnt out sort of beforehand with just the kind of work that I was doing. And so that's why I'm like, I've got to make this commitment because it just feels so energizing to me. And it's like that Holy grail of business, right. That everyone talks about, what could you talk about all day? What do you love to do? You know, I used to hear women say, I just love talking to my clients all day long. And I'm like, I mean, I love talking to a couple of clients, but then I get kind of tired. <laughs> like, how do they love to do it all day long? I wanted that. So I found it. I think I found that with the the, the entrepreneur, the woman who's just super fiercely independent and empowered and ready to make the focus right now on her money and that skill set around money in her business. Yeah, that's so good. I love how you explain that. I'm just seeing some like parallels, not only like with myself, like I see myself as as that type of person too, right? But the women that I work with primarily are kind of on the opposite spectrum, like feeling a little bit disempowered, right? Like in their lives, whether they're business owners or not. And I think a lot of it, and it's fascinating to see like how much clarity the women that you work with already have about what they want, what they need, what they desire, right? Versus the women that I work with, like that is why it's the first step that we focus on. And we won't get like all into to my process right now, but we can definitely touch on it and how I approach it with money versus just other yes. aspects of simplicity too. But that's always the number one first thing that we ever, ever, ever do to create results is like clarify, right? We have to clarify 
What do we want? What is even the problem that I'm faced with right now? Like, why is this the problem? But then also, what do I want? What what do I desire? And I think so often people don't, especially women, don't ever really ask themselves that. So it's really fascinating to hear you share kind of like the level of empowerment your clients currently have, right? Versus where maybe they were even several months or years ago, right? Which is why I think I'm just using the term clutter as kind of a generalized term, whether it's clutter in their like money relationship, right? Like in their budget or lack thereof in their home, in their minds. I think it's because if you have clutter in some way, it's because you don't have like clarity on what's important, right? What are your values? What do you want? What do you need? Right. And so it's just like, the floodgates open. You're like, well, whatever's welcome here because I have no idea. <laughs> right. And it's just let it all in. Like maybe this budgeting thing is good. Maybe this, maybe I spend my money here. And it's just like a free for all in our homes and lives and businesses. Cause we're just like, I don't know. So I guess we'll just let it all in. <laughs> right. And so I was going to say something that came up for me, like big time there is that, you know, I've, I've posted before. And if I looked at someone's like bank statements, right. If I looked at how they were spending money, the the question is, would it tell me what's most important to you? Because it, it shows me right. What you are allowing to be most important, but do you actually believe, or do you, does this actually align with what you say is most important to you? So when you talk about sort of clarity and what's the problem that we're solving, actually looking at the physical space, is a great way to get started. So I don't, you know, there's times when we don't even just look at the money. It's what is your physical space? What is your calendar? What is your spending plan like? So that your your time, your space, your money, where's clutter there? And it's almost like this flywheel of if you can like get in there <laughs> and start cutting out the clutter in any one of those places, it allow it like frees up the time and the energy for the others as well. And so, for example, if you start actually, and I'm sure you can totally like agree with us. That's not the word I was looking for, but comment on this probably. If you start decluttering your home, right. And really get into it, the energy of just being in that space, it, it changes everything. And that empowers you to do something with your time that feels good. It empowers you to make different choices. And when that happens, right, when we have more time, now we can take care of the space, right? We It's sort of like, again, like this flywheel where once you just kind of get in and get started, it just makes both easier and easier. The money piece I find is that when we have that space and we feel that sort of that time freedom, we are less likely to buffer with spending. We're less likely to feel so uncomfortable in our space that we go buy something to make us feel better. We go, I mean, even literally buy the organizing bins because we think that's going to solve the problem, right? So when you have that peace in your space, have that peace in your time and how you've planned your time, there's so much more peace around money 
and we're not quickly going for conveniences. We're not as impulsive and we're not, like I said, that term buffering that gets used a lot in the life coaching space, you know, to, to cover up, right. Something that's not feeling so good over here. So I just, I, I think of that, like that flywheel is such a powerful image of, you know, if you can just get in, get in that, that circle of the time, the space and the money, and just start to declutter any of it, it's going to give you that much more energy, right? Empowerment to work on the others. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I was just like jotting down some different things that, that you shared and like really kind of how I think it shows up. Like you said, like being in that energy of like essentially having a quick win, right? Like, I think it's like oftentimes this all or nothing. And I'm sure you see this with, you know, the money piece a ton too, because it's like this all or nothing thinking that keeps us trapped, that keeps us stuck in like the clutter. And again, I'm using clutter as just kind of generalized term in the overwhelm, because it's like, well, if I can't you know, create like the most perfect budget for all of my needs or have, you know, have all my ducks in a row, so to speak, or have all of the things organized or the beautiful closet or the whatever, like right now, well, then it's just whatever. Like, I'm probably not going to stick to it anyways, right? It's Mm -hmm. this black or white, all or nothing thinking. And it's, I really feel like over the years of just seeing myself go through this all or nothing thinking and, and getting coaching and coaching myself and just being in this space, I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of mindset pieces that kind of get in the way, right. Of doing this work of simplifying in all aspects of life. But I think that all or nothing is so, is so detrimental because then we like don't even start, right because we're thinking it has to be right or perfect or whatever in order for it to be worth it. And I think what you and I are both saying and kind of arguing for and and just like empowering our listeners and just all people, all humans, right, to do is just go for the quick wins, right? Get in there, like you said. And I love to teach this concept, kind of like a protocol that I have called the power of one. And it's literally just this concept and there's kind of different, different pieces to it, but basically to boil it down to its simplest description is like, there's power in just doing one thing, right. Clearing up one space, like tackling your junk drawer, right. Or maybe just having, you know, on a money side of things, maybe it's like cutting out your, like going from, you know, getting five coffees a week to two coffees a week. That is one small shift that will build momentum, right? It's not, well, I guess now I'm on a budget, right? Now I can't ever go to a coffee shop again. That's kind of like the dieting all or nothing. It's nope, no candy, no cake. And then pretty soon you're like, no, I'm going to eat all the candy and all the cake. And now it's like all gone to crap. Right. And it's, that is not sustainable at all when we're talking about like creating a life or a business, right. That you really love. And, and that's really fulfilling to you. Right. Because it's, yeah, it, we, we can't, it's just not, it's not fair of us. I think to expect ourselves to go all in on everything, like the second we have the idea or the clarity, right. And having these quick wins, like you said, 
I think it's just this idea of momentum, right? Building momentum. And it can become like addicting in the most positive way, (laughs) right? To, oh, what else can I simplify? Oh, if I have this quick win, oh my gosh, this is easier than I thought. This is more doable. And it starts to train our brains that it is possible, right? It is possible for us to stick to a budget, to manage our money, to have a clean space, an organized home that, and life and schedule, right? Like you said, you know, aligning with the time piece as well, that we really love and that works for us, right? Not against us. Well, and I think, gosh, so, so, so much comes up for me with that. The first is that I get so triggered anytime someone says less coffee for your coffee, right? That's why I use that example because I'm like, you can decide, right? What areas it's not just no more like Starbucks runs. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And it's even, you know, I'll just, yeah, I'll finish that thought and then go to another one, but you know, and just a client I worked with today there's been no significant change in their spending. There's been no significant change in the kind of frustration they're having with money right now, but they have something to look at. They have a plan. Like they, they can actually see what's coming in and what's going out. And so they know ahead of time, like they, they have something to physically go to and they're creating the habit of doing that action, it's not changing anything. It's not as far as like the actual money goes, but the way they feel about knowing versus not knowing, and just having the questions cycle constantly in the head, that fatigue of wondering, are we going to be overdrawn? Yep. They know they're going to be overdrawn if they don't move some money or use a credit card. Like they just, they know because they, they can see it. And that, and this call I just had with my client, he was like, it's a couple and I was working with him today because his wife's sick. He was like, yeah, like I I've been checking in with the plan. Like he, he sounded different. He sounded more energized. He didn't look defeated. Nothing else has changed in the last two weeks, <laughs> like literally nothing else, but he's empowered by this thing that he has. It's tangible and he has control over it. And, and it has empowered them also to start thinking about, well, what are some things we can change? But whereas before, when you can't even see it, you don't know. But the other piece too, that, you know, came up for me there when you were talking about just sort of this idea of, we have to have the perfect budget. We have to have the perfect clean closet. I think even stepping back a little bit and like realizing that we don't even have to approach the process of decluttering of creating a budget of getting healthy perfectly. Like there's, there's, we put so much pressure on ourselves as women in particular to fix the problems, right? It is, it is blatant. (laughs) It is glaring in our faces, all the ways that we can do 30 days with no caffeine or do 30 days of walking or do 30. I mean, there are just challenge after challenge, after challenge, after challenge. And if you're, and I mean, I did a challenge in my group a couple of weeks ago, so, you know, I'm part of the problem, but (laughs) you know, if we can just accept that going through even this process is not even necessary. And we may need to simplify that we may need to simplify what we think we have to do. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like the clutter in the head 
is like all these things I got to do all the, like all the stuff I have to fix all these things that I need to work on. What if you don't? (laughs) And what if simply just taking some of that pressure off will help with our mental health, our energy, our, like so many of the things that we think we need help with is being just exasperated by the energy we put into thinking we need to do it perfectly. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. Sure. Yeah. I am following like word for word. I totally understand. (laughs) I think it's like kind of to have to, to expand on that is like decluttering our like expectations, right? Because it's like the expectation that this should be this way. It has to be this way. This is again, the right or wrong or whatever way to, to do anything. And just letting go of that can allow us to simplify, right? Which is so fascinating. It's not, oh, I have to simplify. So I have to do, you know, reorganize my budget, like exactly like Katie does or reorganize my spice cabinet, like Rachel does or whatever. It's like, no, you get to make this whatever you want, but it goes back to that clarity, right? It's like, if you don't know what you want, if that's not important to you, or you don't care, or there's no like desire for additional, maybe control or empowerment or fulfillment in that specific area of your life or home, then it's, that's maybe not important, right? Let's just scrap it from our to-do list right now. Maybe it'll be important as you change, as you grow, as your family changes, your business changes down the line, but what's important in three years might not be important right now and vice versa, right? Like decluttering those expectations, I think can, like you said, relieve some of that mental load and just like, just so many things that we're always thinking about, right? That can just be one less thing on the physical to-do list and the mental to-do list for sure. And I want to touch on that idea of control because that's really fascinating about your client that you were sharing simply like the, the knowing versus the not knowing, right? Like having awareness, there's so much power in that. And that's Mm -hmm. so fun to hear you say, like on a money side of things that like, you know, if you were to look at like on paper, maybe nothing specifically has changed yet, right? It, it will for sure, right? Once that momentum continues, but just the awareness can be so powerful just in general. And like on a money note specifically, like a couple months back, I was working with some of my clients who like wanted to create a budget. And I'm like, here's what I do take it with a grain of salt. Like I actually showed them like the spreadsheets because I'm a huge spreadsheet nerd. Like I could geek out on all of that all day long as I'm sure you could like love it. Super organized. Like I, but it's important to me and it always has been right. How I manage our finances and, and what that looks like, but it is really like empowering for me to do that. Right. But like these specific clients were like so overwhelmed by their financial situation. One wanted to buy a house, one wanted to invest in their business, one wanted to X, Y, Z. And they're just like, I don't even know. It's just so scary. I just, I feel like I don't have enough money, but it was just like this whole, like really dark, heavy thing. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. do you have any idea? Okay. How much money? And just on a coaching call, literally ask them like, okay, how much money do you make every month? And they're like, I'm like, wait, what? You don't know how much money you make each month? (laughs) And they're like, well, it changes. I'm like, yeah, I get that as an entrepreneur, maybe. Right. But also there typically is some sort of baseline. Right. And 
if their spouse is, you know, has a full-time job or whatever, I'm like, how much money are you actually bringing in? They had no idea. Right. I'm like, what are you spending your money on? They're like, well, I don't know. I just feel like I'm spending all my money on bills. And I, I made them, like you said, look at their, you know, I'm not specifically a money coach, but this is part of the simplicity. It's no, 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 no. We can't simplify. We can't do anything about this. I could give you like advice all day long of what to do, how to manage your money. But if you have no idea what's going in or what's going out. And so I made them like print off their like statements, like you said, and they, their minds were blown. They're like, Whoa, I ate out. And I went to the gas station like 16 times this month, or I like, (laughs) you know, went to target, like, or I have four online target orders and I don't even know what I, I'm like, what did you buy? I don't even know. I don't remember. Right. And so that's so fascinating. Again, whether it's in our finances or our homes or schedules, even right. Like having awareness gives us that clarity. So it almost might be like the pre-work to the clarity is just like awareness. Let's just look at what's actually happening instead of just obsessing about you know, like being overwhelmed or obsessing about like how busy my schedule is. I know some people that literally the first thing that they say every time I talk to them, I'm like, oh, how are you? I'm just so busy. So busy. And I'm like, is that a badge of honor or is that just a default like response? You know what I mean? Because it's, are you actually busy or do you just like is that just how you've always operated and you have no awareness? Do you want to be busy? Does that feel good? Like, right. Getting that awareness is, is so key. So I just wanted to touch on that because like it brings, that's where I was going with it. It brings that control, right? It's, there are so many things evidently in our world that we can't control and in our lives, right. But we can control ourselves. We can control our thoughts, our feelings and our actions. And that's kind of like, you know, some of the, the life coaching work that, that I teach, and I'm sure you kind of dig into the mindset piece as well, but there is so much that we can control. And so if we can have awareness of what we can control, then we can start to become more empowered in order to simplify that. Right. Cause when we have no awareness, we have no control. And then it just feels like we're kind of like victims to our circumstances. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I mean, that busy piece is huge. And I, that's something that I've actually been working on intentionally. It's gotten a lot easier, but pre COVID, like that was sort of my default. And I started to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And I started to, because it started to irritate me when other people said it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was triggering me because I felt busy. That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. And so, you know, over time that I've been very, very careful to not respond with, I'm so busy. And instead it's, and it's that piece of what's your calendar look like and decluttering the calendar. And so that's something that I spent a lot, a lot of time cultivating during COVID. A lot of us were able to clear our calendars, keeping it clear, having it really look like something that I was excited about. I mean, it's like walking into a clean room with fresh flowers, I wanted to open my calendar each morning and be like, oh my gosh, yes, I get to talk to Rachel today. I get to talk to this client today and I'm having lunch with my husband. Like I want to look forward to the day instead of, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. And the, I guess like the symptom of not doing that, the symptom of the cluttered space is 
16 visits out at the restaurants. I mean, just not really knowing what's going on and getting so weighed down by that, that we're in that place where it feels like, and I don't know how to climb out of it. It feels like too much. It feels like I have to, you know, do this huge overhaul to have any progress at all. When instead it truly is just, how can we change the way you're feeling by doing something a little bit differently, giving you a little bit of that control back, that empowerment where nothing actually has to change. There's just a different way to think about it and therefore a different way to feel. And it's that choice, right? I I get to, you know, do things differently if I choose to, because I can see what's right here in front of me. I can actually see what's going on. Yeah. If we look at, I love that you said just changing the way that we think, right. And changing the way that we feel like that is going to lead to changing our habits and our actions and our behaviors, right? Like it's inevitable. That is like how our (laughs) like humanity works, right? We could argue about that if someone disagrees, but this is truly what I teach, right? That like we are, our thoughts come first, right? Whether we have awareness of them or not, right? Some of them are, many of them are unintentional or like subconscious beliefs, right? But like just shifting that is going to shift the way that you show up and your habits. And it can all be like really, really simple, right? Just to nail that point home that like, it doesn't have to be like, maybe using this example, you've probably heard this before in your work. Like I'm using air quotes. People can't see me, but like, like money mindset, right? They're like, oh, I have money mindset problems. And it's, that feels really heavy and really hard (laughs) to climb out of. Like you said, it's, oh, I'm just bad with money, quote unquote, or I'm just a disorganized person. I'm like, well, yeah. If you think about yourself like that, it's going to show up in your world, right? If that's your self-concept that I'm bad with money and disorganized, then guess what you're going to be for the rest of your life? Bad with money and disorganized, right? But Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like fixing you, right? Like you're not broken. No one's broken. None of us need fixing. It's just like simple little tweaks instead of I have money mindset issues, right? Or I'm bad with money. Maybe it's a simple shift of a thought, right? That money, you know, maybe it's something that's believable to you, right? It's not just like walking around with these like random mantras, just like trying to brainwash yourself. Like it doesn't have to be believable to you, but maybe it's, I can learn how to, you know, manage money better, right? Even that feels lighter instead of labeling yourself as like bad with money, (laughs) right? And from that place, it might feel a little bit lighter and a little bit more motivating, right? To Because you're not like motivating yourself from a place of shame. Like I got to fix this, right? Instead, mm-hmm. it's like motivating yourself from a place of compassion and awareness and understanding, right? And the habits will change then, right? Like you said, it's once you have awareness that you are getting 16 coffees a month, like then you can actually ask yourself like, oh, do I actually want to need that? Or is that just like a default habit when I drive past Starbucks, I'm just feel compelled to stop. Right. And, and it might, again, like simple shifts instead of going back to the health piece, because I think that can be like a really like tangible example for a lot of people. It's like at the start of a new year, right. Instead of saying, 
I need to get healthy. It's, well, that doesn't feel simple at all. That feels really heavy. And I'm probably not going to do that because I don't even know what that means. Right. But like a simple way that we could do that, like one action might be like, I'm going to drink, you know, one extra glass of water a day, or like, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes every day or whatever. Maybe it's not even specific goals like that. But I think again, the power of one, these simple shifts that can increase that and build proof and evidence that your self-concept, right. And how you see yourself is actually changing. Well, and what do you want to do? I think that helps too, is focusing on what do you want and not what do you think you should be doing? So like for a lot of my clients, I get the question, well, I feel like I should be paying off debt, but I really want to save some money. And I'm like, great, save some money. (laughs) Let's figure that out. And they're like, oh, but I thought you were going to say like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's, you're going to get a thousand different opinions from a thousand different people. And even if you paid off debt right now, you probably wouldn't feel great. You would be second guessing your instincts. You would still be wanting to save money. And it's like the person who maybe they want to get healthy and they're like, okay, great. I'm going to walk every day for 10 minutes. Well, maybe they hate walking. (laughs) Maybe they would much rather be doing yoga or Mm -hmm. they really want to try that like class, even if they can go twice a week and not every day. And it's, well, I got to do something every day. It's a 30 day challenge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to, again, let's remove the pressure to do it the way that, you know, the influencers, the internet, like other people are telling us, this is the only way to do it is box it into a five-day challenge or box it into, you know, what do you want? What feels good? And what can you fit in? So like the coffee example, again, I'm sorry, I can't let it go. I, I sort of have that default habit. Like I do, I drive by Starbucks, I go get it. It is not intentional. Mm-hmm. It is a habit and mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is the kind of thing where instead of saying, I need to fix this habit because I go to Starbucks too much. It was, let's make sure the money's in the budget for Katie's bad habit. Yes. <laughs> now, if I truly felt like I'm too shaky, I'm not falling asleep. Like I don't, you know, if there was like something wrong, like something that was like manifesting as this is unhealthy, or I really don't feel good then it's a different story. But if I'm beating myself up for loving my lattes and, you know, and that's it because someone said, stop going to restaurants so much or stop driving through, you know, without thinking intentionally about it, I'm going to change the script and say, well, the money's there. And so I can stop, you know, feeling badly about this. Right. Exactly. Instead, I'm going to focus on what actually doesn't make me feel good. What is the thing I want to change? that's not something I really want to change. I love it. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think I just threw out that example. Cause I think that's like what a lot of, you know, big name, like budgeting gurus, it's totally. stop eating out. And it's deprivation is like really not the way to succeed in any like category of your life. Right. I recently moved to a smaller town and we only have one kind of like local coffee shop here that has a drive-thru and it's not my favorite, favorite coffee. And so like, I found that I like almost am craving like that, whatever, at least in the region that I live in, we 
I love caribou coffee, but Starbucks or whatever, right? Like I'm craving that because that is like something fun and that brings me joy. And I'm a coffee, like I'm truly obsessed with coffee and love trying different things. I worked at a coffee shop in high school. So like I get it. And I'm not willing to compromise on that either. But it's so funny now that it's almost like I've been forced to simplify, right? My Mm -hmm. coffee kind of like routine too, because of where I live now, right? Which is not a problem, but just, it's so interesting. Like you said, because you had awareness of, right? This habit and had awareness that you were like loving it, right? And you knew that and you were owning it and you're cool with that, right? Then you can make the the choice to continue to put it in your budget and continue to go because you love it and it brings you joy. It's kind of like that, you know, catchphrase from Marie Kondo, right? Whatever sparks joy. And I think Mm -hmm. that is, that can be kind of like a, a good starting point, right? For simplifying our lives. It's literally just asking that question or, or the question that you said, just what do you want? What feels good? What's going to make your life more easy. And I love the two words that you were talking about initially, like flow and ease, right? What's going to bring that into your life? Like looking at your schedule, do we want to, you know, do we want our kids to be in seven activities every single week? I don't know, maybe not. What's important to us? What's important for our family? What's important for our lifestyle, right? Like a lot of people, especially since COVID, like have had massive shifts in their desires to maybe adventure more and travel more. And like, we've seen a huge increase in RV sales and like tiny houses and whatever, and just having those opportunities. Again, it's not for everyone, but it's really just being intentional about, you know, what do you want this to look like? Like, I would not consider myself a minimalist. I sometimes use the the joke, like I'm minimalish, right? Cause it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't ever have the desire to live in a tiny home and own two forks. I, I don't know if your audience or even my audience knows much about human design, but I am a projector in human design and I need so much time and space alone. And I know that I would never be able to get that in a tiny home or in an RV. Right. And so it's, what does that look like for you? That's not the only way to simplify, right. Is like just cutting everything out of our life and just like living in a cave. It's what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. We need a new name for it. I totally agree. It's like simplifying to make room for what you want. And, you know, and I'm, you know, we should probably wrap up here a little bit, what, you know, what comes up for me, you know, the, the words like flow and ease. I know those are words that a lot of people are like barf. I've been hearing that for two years. What does that mean? You know? And so there's, again, like I was mentioning this sort of like flywheel thing, like you've got to get in to get going. And that is where coaching is so powerful. So the work that Rachel does with her clients, the work that I do with my clients, it is that like having that person sit with you and figure out what do you want? Because it is an easy question to ask. It is, it can be a very hard question to answer for yourself when you haven't allowed yourself to go there. So you might go to the external what I think I want, what I think people want me to say that I want, what I think I'm supposed to want at, you know, age 30, 35, 45, you know, wherever you are. 
And to actually like draw that conversation out and look at your home, look at your finances, look at your habits and really get that support and identifying like what, what is something that you want to continue? What is something you want to simplify? What is something you want to add? What do you want to bring in? And that is the power of coaching. That is the power of really building that relationship and that trust with someone who can work with you on that process, get you in the door, right? Get you moving on your journey because then it's like, Oh, now I get it. Now I understand when people say like, they have so much ease or it gets so much easier. (laughs) Like, how is it easier? You know, like it can be hard to sort of almost understand what that feels like when you're still waiting to get your toe in and get started. So that's, you know, that's why we're here. And that's what the power of coaching does. I think. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And like just a random quick note on that before we wrap up. I think people only don't like those words like ease or flow or alignment or whatever. If they don't actually know what that feels like, right. Then it just feels like a catchphrase, but we're both here to say that it is possible to feel that way and not just talk about feeling that way. And I think it really does start with, with simplifying and just kind of calling I don't love that word, but sometimes it's the word that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Just like getting rid of, right? Decluttering, like condensing, clearing, whatever you want to use to, in order to simplify. Yeah, absolutely. Get a quick win. Mm -hmm. Get a quick win. Yeah. And there's no shame in that game. If you don't love those words, because there are times where I I don't speak for both of us, but certainly I didn't like (laughs) alignment or ease because it took time to actually feel it. And, yeah. and it is, it's just that until you really experience it, it's, oh, now I get it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Katie, would you, as we kind of like finish up, would you, I think it would be helpful to like share a little bit more about like how people can work with you and where they can find you and what that looks like. I never, ever want to leave people hanging and share all of the things, all of the value with them. And like, if people are listening right now and they really, really need or want your help or my help, like, I think we owe it to them to, to share that. So I would love to, to know how people can work with you and find you. Absolutely. So I have a Facebook group, the simplified budget. That is the best place to connect with me. I share my mind your money workshop and challenges that I run in my group throughout the year. And I also have a podcast, the simplified budget podcast, where you actually get to hear my live coaching sessions with one of my amazing clients. So those are the best two places to connect with me. I work with clients one-on-one. And like I said, I also offer smaller workshops, quick challenges to get you those quick wins. Wow. I love that. And how long how long are your one-on-one packages? Like length of six time, months. six months. Yeah. Six months. I love that. Yeah. It's so such like it allows for the deep dive, the growth, but then also the maintenance I think is so beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything and Rachel, else to share about that? No, no. Would love to hear how you're working with clients. So, and sure. yeah. So I work with clients in, in two different capacities. The, the one capacity is actually like getting into your home. So I do offer both virtual and in-person decluttering and organizing 
services because I realized that so much power and just like having someone there with you. Do you want this? Do you not? Why? What? Right. And actually just getting it done. Virtual cluttering sounds bizarre, but it's really, really still powerful. So if you're not local to me in like the Minnesota, North Dakota area, I do offer that and creating plans and all of that to get organized, but we can't organize clutter, right? So we got to declutter first. Um, And then I also offer like more of the coaching aspect. We do kind of coaching as we're decluttering and organizing, but an actual deep dive coaching program. I also offer a six month program called six months to a simplified life. And that's where we, again, do a deep dive and declutter, organize, simplify, not just your home, but like the mental clutter, all of the mindset pieces and any other area, right. Of your life that feels just like overwhelming and and out of control. So that's a little bit about kind of the, the aspects, like the two different realms that I offer. I hang out a lot on Facebook. I do have a Facebook community at the time that we're recording this. It's called live simply to simply live. I don't know if that will be the, the name when I, it was actually started as a challenge group and we're going to be continuing in that group. So we'll see, we'll link up whatever it's called once, <laughs> once this episode airs. <laughs> Perfect. And on Instagram at Rachel underscore Olstead. My website is just rachelolstead.com and I offer free consultation calls for anyone that is wanting to explore this work. So fantastic. Yeah. We'll put all that in the show notes. So sure. definitely get in touch and yeah, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. This was such a fun conversation. Thank you, Katie. I think that if, I mean, like bottom line, I think everyone probably is leaving this conversation, hopefully feeling a little bit lighter and with like really that giving themselves permission that like they can simplify and do this work and that it is possible. And just like one thing at a time, one thing. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just start with one thing. Love it. So good. Beautiful. All right. We'll talk later. Thanks, Katie. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks for joining me on another episode of a simply intentional life. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I would love to connect with you more over on Instagram and in my free community, the simplified life group over on Facebook. Of course, if you want to dive deeper, explore working together and simplify your own life in every way, make sure to book your free consult call. I can't wait to connect more. And as always, every day is an opportunity to say yes to a simply intentional life.